I only have four words for you. Jerry O'Connell's severed penis. <laughs> That's right. We are doing the piranha commentary on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to another fishy episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. This is episode 164, and it is a very special episode because we are doing a commentary episode to Piranha 3D, only not in 3D. Uh, We just thought this would be the perfect movie to kind of close out the summer with, and there's nothing like a day at the beach. Well, there's one thing uh, that is better than a day at the beach, and that is our network, of course. Yes, that's right. If you haven't heard, we started our very own podcast network. It's called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Uh, it's with ten shows, um, and it's and it just keeps growing. And it's you know we're just getting started, so uh, it covers all forms of pop culture with shows such as All About Movies. Now, All About Movies is definitely you got to check this show out. It is a fun, really fun show about well. Um, is it all about movies? It's uh, yeah, all about movies, and it's hosted by uh, it's hosted by dear friend Evan Runkle, um, who he's he's a recent film student graduate, and so he's kind of sharing his views of films, both old and new. So uh, that's a great show. I'd check it out. He usually has um, special guests on there with him, friends of his and stuff, and just kind of sharing their perspective on on um, all kinds of movies. So. You can check that show out. You can check out uh, all of the other shows uh, at thepfpn.com. Okay. You got it on first try. Good job. Thank you. I just have to slow shit down. That's the thing. Um, now, last episode, I announced uh, a chance for all the Patreon supporters to get involved in my YouTube Patreon exclusive show, Insane Mike's One Minute Top Ten list. So I'm going to throw this out there again. All all of you or all you have to do is well, you know, first you have to be a Patreon supporter and then tell us your top 10 favorite horror films and um on our Facebook page. And then I will do an episode about your list within only a minute because these episodes are only supposed to be a minute long. So if you're not already a Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. And there are definitely, there's many other different perks and different levels um, that you could choose from to get a lot additional, a lot more additional content, including like bonus episodes, um, a collection of the music from the show, um, uh, special Patreon videos. So, uh, so you could just go there, go to patreon.com backslash AOTKP, determine which perk best suits you, and uh, become a supporter. So, um, If you're listening to the show for the first time, uh, the show is a little different than it usually is because um, we're doing a commentary episode, so our format's going to be a little different. Um, but what the show is generally about, what Attack of the Killer podcast is, is a group of friends get together, um, we all have a common interest, which is our love for horror. 
Uh, we usually come up with uh, some crazy topic and we pick a few movies to talk about within that topic. And it's just a free-for-all conversation, so there's usually spoilers. So we don't hold back. But this will definitely be super spoilery because we're going to be talking about the whole movie while watching the movie. So there you go. So that's all I got to say about that. I say let's get into it and let's introduce you to the podcast crew. He took his boat into the shop because the motor was overheating and they said he'd blown a seal. And the seal was forever grateful. Ted Good, everybody. Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking like Seal the Singer? Maybe. I forgot about Seal the Singer. Is he still a thing? How could you forget Kiss on a Rose, dude? I I try really, really hard. We're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. Uh, next, uh, he went to the he went to a seafood restaurant and he ate all the lobster because he was shellfish. Blake Hosworth. Hello, it was delicious, by the way. <laughs> That's a true story. He probably really did that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Indeed. Next up, uh, he was out partying with his friends Marlon and Gil last night, and they all got tanked. Adam Luff. L- Lolof? Did I say that right? It was a Lulof. Lulof. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah, was, I always slaughter people's names. <laughs> it's like a tradition on this episode. Yeah. I, I, I just look forward to see you struggling. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, I bring on these guests with um, weird last names just to hear you struggle. I don't even know these guys. <laughs> just bring them on the show. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what's your name? As long as it's not Smith, you're on the show. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, I'm lucky I've, I was able to get Adam out, so there we go. Um, and lastly, he was walking along the top of the fish tank at SeaWorld and fell on porpoise. Andrew Wasson. Awesome. <laughs> yes, that's me. Hello. On por- porpoise? <laughs> oh, God. Is that like a, like a piss, like piss poor? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. So, uh, with all those amazing, amazing jokes within the intro, I think it's time I turn it over to Tad. Okay. Are we? Uh, I'm thinking we're going to start with shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. 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 All right. So this week. On our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, we asked, what's your favorite thing John Sales has done? And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you will find our answers on a bonus episode. But I'm going to go ahead and read um, what you guys think is your favorite. And going to our Facebook page first, uh, the first answer from Derek Johns says, had to look it up, LOL, but definitely The Howling. Best werewolf movie ever by a long shot. And Piranha, keep up the great job, everyone. Thanks, Derek. Yeah. We had to look it up, too. Everybody except for Mike <laughs> had to look it up. <laughs> so you're not alone. See, I, I'm, I'm seeing a theme here, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just so you know, it was Jason that brought up the topic. So he knows who John Sales is, too. I'm not alone. Just so you know, it's not nice to throw your friend under the bus when he misses an episode. Uh, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just stating the fact that he also knows who John Sales is. 
You're throwing him under the boat, I should say. Anyway, Learner says, huh, three-way tie between Lone Star, Honey Dripper, and the humanist science fiction masterpiece Brother from Another Planet. From his early work, (laughs) don't make me pick. The screenplays for The Howling, Battle Beyond the Stars, Piranha, and Alligator are so much better than they have to be, and they're amazing. Any chance you could politely mention to your listeners that aforementioned Honey Dripper got a Fiasco Brothers episode last year? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Next was uh, Eric Peterson. <laughs> Eric J. Peterson says, I love Matawan and Lone Star, but is Chris Christopherson's speech in Silver City? What's between... I'm not, do I have to read all this? People want to back a winner. They need to feel a part of something bigger than they are. They used to advertise the quality of a product, tastes great, whitens your teeth, shaves clothes, rides like a dream. Now what do they push? America's number one soft drink, best-selling mid-sized utility vehicle. It isn't buy the product, it's join the club. You make people feel part of a winner, they'll follow you anywhere. That, I think, is the best thing he has ever done. All right, well, thanks, Eric. That was, uh, you know, great. Thanks for writing in and having me read a fucking book. Uh, next is... <laughs> you see why I had you do shout-outs? Yeah, exactly, uh... Thanks, and thanks for missing out, Jason. Uh, <laughs> Brian McNeil says, Piranha and the Howling, everybody else's picks, because those are the only two things we know that he's done. <laughs> and Jason Bollinger says, The Howling and Alligator all the way. Cool, we don't care, Jason. If we uh, wanted to know your opinion, we would have had you on the episode. So uh, <laughs> Now he's okay. throwing him under the bus. <laughs> or under the yeah, boat. after I had to read all that, uh, <laughs> now I sort, of, I sort of appreciate the uh, work he does every week. Oh, he'll love that, yeah. We didn't, we didn't have anybody comment or, on Twitter or Instagram, probably because no one on Twitter or Instagram, which is, you know, the modern uh, social media platforms, knows who this guy is either, so... <laughs> I, I, I would. Were there any uh, any uh, voicemails? Because I imagine his fans still use telephone. <laughs> no, no voicemails that I'm aware of. Okay. Damn, Tad, you drug me into a snake pit. I gotta take my gloves off, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's it for shoutouts. Because uh, yeah, that's. I'm actually surprised we got any. So thanks, thanks for writing in. <laughs> Jeez, oh so man, positive. I hope I hope John Sales doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I hope he does. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> come, come get some, John Sales. I don't care. All right. Well, thanks for shout outs. And now we're going to turn it over to Tad with the next segment. Oh, uh, I'm back. After a long break. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Um, we missed you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're here with um, this week's segment for what we watched. And I probably don't need to explain what it is because it's pretty self-explanatory. But we're going to go around um, around the podcast crew and sort of see what everyone's watched in the last couple weeks. And I'm going to start with Blake, because I know he's just so damn excited about his puppets. Go ahead, Blake. Oh, um, hmm, let me think. What did I watch? Uh, yeah, I, uh, Little is Reich. Um, it's been a long time coming, but uh, it, was, uh, it was an intriguing little film, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I know your thoughts were kind of about the same as mine, Tad, with uh, how... Uh, 
everything was kind of done for the story and, you know, things like that. But you know what? Considering when you look at the past films, it's definitely a step up from the last several ones that were made. So yeah, I was I was I was happy about it. Slightly less shitty. Yeah. It was I mean, I I think even the puppet designs were kinda cool and the acting wasn't that bad really. It was Yeah. It was a lot of fun comedians that were in that film. Yeah. Thomas Lennon, the lead, that was nice. He's very funny. I heard it's got some good gore in it. Yeah, that's probably the highlight of the movie. Yeah, the there's, there's a couple gore scenes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth watching, and it, uh, last I looked, it was you could download and purchase like to own the HD version on Amazon for ninety nine cents. So yeah, you, you know can't beat, you can't beat that. That's right? Amazing. Yeah, you might as well. And I, I will go in saying that I'm not even a. Uh, Puppet Master fan, certainly not a big Puppet Master fan as Blake is, but he has like he has like a fetish. But um, <laughs> I've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I I went into this. I, I actually sort of had the. I'll just go ahead and, and go with mine because I, I sort of had the opposite problem where um, I sort of got it hyped to me, and I usually don't try to buy into hype. But the trailer looks so funny, and when I watched it. There wasn't a whole lot of humor to it. It wasn't corny or cheesy, which is fantastic. But it just, and I guess it is a puppet master movie, so I can't expect too much. But um, it was it was fun. It's definitely one hundred percent worth watching. That's all I'll say is that it's it's I don't don't just uh, dismiss it because it's a puppet master movie. It's actually very well made. Uh, for uh, I don't, how many of these movies are there now, Blake? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, um, for, for the 43rd third film in the franchise it's actually you know rejuvenating so there might be a future with these puppets i think this is number 12 if i'm not mistaken perhaps nice, um, nice. and we're also including uh puppet master versus demonic toys the sci-fi movie so you are including it when you say we i don't know who you're counting because uh oh i'm looking at my puppets <laughs> you, you and your puppets <laughs> I was. I thought of you the whole time I watched the movie because I'm like, if those things came to life, uh, Blake would have been dead long ago. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess that that um, that covers sort of what I, I watched that, and I think that's all I've really watched in the last week. We we sat down and watched that, and uh, oh, I watched the Z Triangle, a locally made zombie movie. That was sort of fun. The mm. it was made in the the Mo- in Des Moines. Uh, by some very young filmmakers. It was their first first film, and they went ahead and did a feature, which is super ambitious. Yeah. So I pl- applaud them for getting a feature done. It's wow. Never, if you've never made a film, you don't quite understand how big of a feat that is. So they, they had the premiere at the Capitol on Saturday night. Uh, it was good. They had a good crowd, so congrats to those guys. That's awesome. Yeah. What did you watch, Mike? I finally got around to watching the uh, Friday the 13th fan film Never Camp Alone. Um, cool. Yeah, I really liked it. It it kind of makes me sad that there's there's moments of this movie that feels um, like it almost has more production value than most of the actual Friday the 13th franchise. <laughs> really? That good? Yeah, well, it just starts off with this, like, I'm assuming it's probably shot with a drone, but just this, like, huge... Almost like um, 
shining style overhead shot of the car car driving down this road between all the all the trees mm -hmm. and everything and just very beautifully shot in general but uh what i really like about it um now it's only like 53 minutes so i'm kind of bummed they just didn't they didn't go for broke and just go all the way with a feature um a standard feature length because it's literally one man versus jason like this guy's uh you know go, going into the woods and stuff and i forget the motivation for it but he's got like a youtube show that he does or whatever so he's filming a lot of his stuff going through the woods and you know he comes across camp crystal lake and and again this is like a Friday Thirteenth movie that's not a Friday Thirteenth movie, but shows way more of Camp Crystal Lake than any of the Friday Thirteenth movies. Where do you film it at? Oh, I don't know where he. I don't know where he did film it at. Camp Crystal Lake, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? There's plenty of them. They're all over the place. <laughs> Technically, New Jersey, I think, is the one well, where they yeah. claim it is. That's that's where they claim it is, but um, it almost kind of seems like this is more of a. Uh, uh, a mountainy area, so I guess that's one thing that. But uh, but yeah, he comes across the campground and he f goes into the dining hall and like uh, he just comes across all the all these places at the at the campgrounds and you never really see that in a Friday Thirteenth film. It's got it's got the moment where he does the cheesy exposition that you usually see where somebody has to explain. He's talking to his camera. Um, somebody has to explain the legend of uh, Jason Voorhees, and that bugs me. That's like one of my pet peeves in any Friday Thirteenth film because it always just sounds super forced exposition um, when somebody has to explain the legend of Jason Voorhees. Uh, the worst is in Jason, uh, Freddy vs. Jason when the cop explains who Jason is. It's just it's so bad. But anyway, um, so you got that scene. Now the whole film is, even though he's like, there's a lot of shots of him with his camera. It's not all found footage. It is, it is um, mm. more of a natural uh, narrative uh, film. Um, but uh, I just like the simplicity that this, you know, and how cool I think it is. And I think it would be great to have seen it in a full feature length format. It's just one man. It's not a bunch of teens going in the woods to get drunk and smoke pot or whatever and have sex, um, or you know, people so who happen. What? It's, if it's one guy, then there's no tits, right? That's true, and that's a drawback. Um, <laughs> I knew I knew that would be uh, check off a point for you. But I I just like the idea of of a of a Friday Thirteenth film where it's just one actor just battling Jason for the whole movie trying to get away. I think the look of Jason looks pretty good. Um, they go with that kind of like smooth, gray, rotted skin tone color, like like he has in Freddy vs. Jason, only not as like shiny. So it feels a little bit more natural. You can't, I, you don't really know which version of Jason this is. I'm assuming it's it's after death Jason since his skin is all gray. Um, there's a cool shot where you know you always have to have that shot where the mask gets removed and it's it's one of the coolest looking um, beyond part part four and part seven it's one of the coolest looking um, shots of Jason with his mask off like his eyes are missing and like it's like a uh, cleft palate from hell where like most of his uh, flesh around his around his mouth is gone. It was really cool looking, and it's a quick shot, so we don't linger on it like you usually do in these movies. My only drawback to the Jason look, 
Not a single triangle or stripe on the mask anywhere. The hmm. ma- the ma- yeah, hmm. I thought that was odd, too. I wonder if they did that as just to try to keep from getting sued. But at Yeah, the- I think that's that usually... I know a lot of uh, sellers that make the custom ones, they'll, they'll take pictures of them before they put those on because that's what's, like, protected. Yeah. Yeah, so... I was assuming it was it was that, but also at the same time, they flat out used the, used his whole name, Jason Voorhees, throughout the movie. They uh. you even get the cha 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 throughout the movie as well. I mean, it's altered a little bit, so it's not it's not literally score from the original uh, original films, but you still get that. There's a big old Cramp Crystal Lake sign that you see. You know, he keeps talking about Camp Crystal Lake, so. All the things that you would believe that would get him sued are there. So I guess um, I don't know exactly why there's no no stripes or triangle on the mask, but um, it didn't kill it. It didn't like hurt it or anything. It's just as a Jason Voorhees uh, super fan, it was a bummer not having those things. But my favorite part. Oh, I shouldn't probably spoil it though. Don't spoil it. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil you, it. Where can you watch this at, by the way, for people that would like to know? It is entirely on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. Okay. And just type in. I, I couldn't remember the name of it, even though I've had friends that have told me like a thousand times the name of it. So I typed in Friday the 13th fan film and, and tracked it down that way. Um, but the title of it's Never Camp Alone. And if you type that in, um, you'll it'll come right up. But... I'll just cool. I'll just say one little tiny thing, um, without trying to be spoilery. Spoilery, but like uh, uh, there's a cameo towards the end of the movie that 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 made me jump up and cheer. So sweet, yeah. So that's what I watched. Awesome! I have to check that out now. Uh, yeah, Andrew. I want to watch it. Well, Andrew, what did you watch? Well, I watched I watched a bunch of things actually that I wanted to uh, that I wanted to touch on, but the the main one I kind of I went old school. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a movie f- from the late seventies? It was actually shot in seventy four, but it came out in seventy seven. It's called Death Game. Death Game is that the um, is that the one that Eli Roth remade called Knock Knock? Exactly. Okay, yeah, I've seen that movie. It's, it, yeah. I definitely like it way better than Eli Roth's film. I have not seen Eli Roth's, but, uh, you know, when I, first, when I first heard about it, I heard, you know, Sandra Locke and Colleen Camp, you know, and they're, is they're supposed to, you know, menage this dude, you know, that, you know, at Seymour Castle, I think. So I'm, like, really sold on Philo Beto and Tackleberry's wife having a three-way with a guy. I, I, I just want to see that sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, but, wow, uh, the, uh, the, edit, the editing and just, like, the sound, it was so disorienting. I can't tell if it was pissing me off or was actually just making the movie more effective because these chicks are, like, in this guy's face and cackling at him, like the whole time and just you know they're 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 basically trying to drive him nuts but uh the the ending of the original and i haven't i haven't i haven't seen how eli roth's one uh plays out but the ending the original is is great it's got a real if you've ever if you've ever seen um dirty mary crazy larry uh that the racing movie it kind of ends similar to the same way that that one does 
And I, I won't spoil it either, but they said it was a true story at the beginning of this one, but I figured it was made in 74, so I figure they're kind of jumping on that Texas chain bandwagon to, you know, draw people in more. So, but the one thing that I cannot tolerate is the song that's in the movie. It made me want to drink bleach, like, right then and there. <laughs> the, song, the song about the dad. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, I also... I also watched uh, Gutter Balls, which was, wow, that's gratuitous even by, you know, slasher standards. And that's all, all, all I'll say about that. But I, I did really enjoy Death Game. It made, when it made my girlfriend, like, leave the room, and sometimes she can sit through anything, but she's just like, I can't take these two bitches cackling. So she just, she just left. So I knew it was effective then. So I, I think uh, Eli Roth's version, Knock Knock, is sort of similar in that, that it's like two obnoxious girls trying to fuck with a guy, but uh, I don't know if it's on the same level of obnoxious because I haven't seen the original, so. It's pretty, it's pretty obnoxious. I mean, they, you just, you, you really want to, you really kind of feel for the guy. You really want to end up, you know, strangling, you know, one of these chicks. Just like, oh my God, shut up. Where did you watch it at? I actually bought the DVD. Oh, really old school. I, I am. I'm I, I, I love physical media, man. It's something there's something more intimate about, you know, holding holding a DVD or holding a VHS in your hand or Oh yeah. You know, we're like, we're like, on the same page here, so that's like, right. Like a you know, tablets are bullshit. Give me a book. Give me a magazine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you should definitely check out the Eli Roths. I, and and I'm a, I'm I'm one of those rare guys I feel like that actually stands up for Eli Roth. So I like most of his filmography, but I could not stand Knock Knock. I thought it was, <laughs> it just drove me nuts. Like, if you found the girls annoying in in the in the uh, in Death Games, they are way more annoying in um, in Knock Knock. I just I just wanted to slap them. One well, one of them's his wife, isn't it? His ex wife now. Now ex wife, yeah, yeah. Probably because she's too obnoxious. Well, I was going to say, maybe she played that too convincingly. <laughs> she, she probably watched Knock Knock and left him. <laughs> She's probably mad she didn't... Oh, she probably was mad she didn't get a part in Death Wish. So. Yeah, that's true. She didn't have... She's been. She's sort of like the Sherry Moon zombie to Eli Roth, and she wasn't in that, so... Yep. Mm-mm. I didn't think about that, because I did sit through that Death Wish remake. But we, we've already covered that on this podcast before. So uh, what else did you watch, Andrew? You said you had a, a few things. Oh, um, and apparently sticking on the... Uh, well, since we're going into severed penises, I watched uh, Beyond Re- Reanimator, the, the nice. last uh, Jeffrey Combs. You know, I saw a rat, you know, you know basically have a sparring session with a severed penis so that was that was <laughs> fun um prom night two uh yeah which i i i i hadn't seen and i i i really dug it it's like a uh kind of like a cross between the exorcist nightmare on elm street and carrie it's mm-hmm. just this weird hybrid of a flick and night train which I really think is a is a hidden gem. Have you guys ever heard of that? Is it a, the old one or? Uh, it's it's fairly new. I think it's around uh, maybe two thousand nine, two thousand. I'm not quite. I can't quite remember when it was when it was made. But Danny Glover, Lily Sobinski, and Steve Zahn, and they find this this guy just stumbles onto a train, and he's got like this this box that they're all fighting over. 
and when they look inside, they see a treasure. But each one of them sees. They look inside this box, and they box, and they see something different. Mm. And this, and then this box makes them just like you know, really, really jealous with greed, and they start killing people. And the 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 the, the, the story develops from that that basically they need to destroy this box by the end of the movie. Otherwise, it's just you know, it can't be. What's in there it cannot be unleashed because eventually it just leads everybody to kill everybody. So it's it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe I think on the top of my head I was thinking Midnight Meat Train. So that's not, that's completely different. The one yeah, I was that's a Clive Barker flick, right? Yeah, and one, I like that one. The one I, I was thinking it. of was was Night Train to Terror, and if you've ever seen that movie, no, nope. I don't think. No, I haven't. Oh. Terror Train, I have. It's, yeah, uh, it's on. Uh, it's I believe it's still on Shutter as well. But Night Train to Terror, it's awesomely bad. What I think it was, what I think it was, was like these like three. It's a it's it's an anthology film, so it's got three different short stories. But the short stories within this anthology are so janky, and I believe the story goes is that these were these were three different horror movies that were um, produced by the Mormon Church that never got completed. So they shot a wraparound dealing with um, God and the devil on this train, and um, and and released the released the footage as three different short stories within this uh, film. It's it's mm. awesomely bad. It's. I think we should do a train episode. Yeah, I'm seeing a theme here. That's right. Yeah. If that means Horror. making everybody watch um, Night Train to Terror, then hell yeah. Horror Express, go. Peter Cushing. I yeah. love Horror Express, man. I didn't ever see <laughs> that movie till maybe like about um, four or five years ago, and I fell in love with it. Like I just, I love crazy concepts like that. There's a Bigfoot on the train, but then it's actually <laughs> a Bigfoot that's possessed. That's possessed by an alien. So it's like super crazy, and it's a Hammer film too, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Peter Cushing, you can almost bet that it is. Yeah, we got to throw Terror Train in there as if we're doing this. <laughs> yep, oh, yeah. Terror Train. Yeah. Little Wait. Jamie Lee. Is that David Copperfield? Is he in that? Yes, he yes. is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I was I was just trying to remember which magician was in that. It was him. Yeah, I love that one too. And Hart Hart Boucher, Boucher, or not Bobby Boucher, but the <laughs> he's he's uh he was actually. Also, the guy in um, Urban Legends Final Cut, if you've ever seen that, or well, if you've ever suffered through it. But uh, that's the other frat boy that's played all the tricks on the other guy, pissed the guy off in the train, whatever. Speaking of train horror films, I think I heard on a different podcast today uh, that there's talks of a sequel to Train to Busan. So. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie too. Yeah, that that could be on our train episode too. Absolutely. Thomas the that, Sh- Thomas the Tank it, Engine the movie. It, we'll do that there one. There you go. Silver Streak. <laughs> Don't yeah. throw a mama from the train. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Training day. Anyways, uh, <laughs> rainy day. Jesus. <laughs> it's still a good movie, but I don't know. Did you watch anything else, Andrew? Um. Because I think I, right right now you're like on um, 
on Mike's uh, scorecard, you're you're getting extra credit. So <laughs> you're, you, you, I just made I just made like your best friend is Mike now. So well, I've I've had uh, I did see I've been trying to watch a lot of the the older films that I I hadn't seen that people have. Uh, it, there's a, they either have cult status or a, a pretty deep appreciation for. Uh, I did see the Changeling, which I thought was a very Ooh, yeah. unique ghost story. Uh, just you know the the kid drowning and you know well being drowned by uh, his father, and I just I thought that was pretty creepy. And like I said, I watched uh, I watched Gutterballs, which <laughs> I, I <laughs> wow, that's some yeah. of those. Some of those kills are just like, wow, that's that's just even too much for, you know, like, I mean, it's it's not up by, it's not like a Serbian film, which I will never watch, but <laughs> Gutter Balls is probably where I will, I will draw the line. That's, you know, that's, that's it was, it was pretty nasty. Uh, did Daniel watch that one with you? No, she did not. I made sure I didn't watch her. <laughs> she was, she, she'd be like. She would be like, what the hell? Well, she always, basically, she says, what the hell's wrong with me on a daily basis anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I know our relationship is pretty strong, you know. If she doesn't say anything, I'll be like, oh, God, what did oh, I do? Yeah, yeah. But is, is this your wife or? Oh, pretty, pretty much. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's headed that way. If you're listening, honey, I love you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All that bushy shit. Do you ever throw it? Do you ever throw it back at her when she says, "What's wrong with you?" And like, "Well, what's wrong with you? You're with me." Uh, she she actually says that to, <laughs> to me. That's that's actually been been mentioned here. Gotcha. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a fun household. She's like she she basically said like I got pre- progressively weirder living with you. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, she questions, her, she questions her own train of thought now, which, you know, I guess I, I guess I corrupt people slowly. Awesome. I'm, Good I'm job, corrosive. man. Good job. <laughs> I applaud you. Thank you. Uh, there, there's a lot, there's lots of others, but I mean, those, those are the ones that I wanted to, I wanted to touch on. And, uh, I mean, I saw, uh, what's it? Black, Black Moon Rising. Which is kind of a sci-fi horror, I mean, well, not horror, but a sci-fi film that Carpenter wrote. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention I watched The Meg at the theater. Uh, oh yeah, that's all I'll say about it. Is I watched it. Oh. Uh, no, it's it's. I don't know, man. It's a it's a sci-fi channel movie uh, with a budget. That's, it felt like an asylum movie, like on a budget. It was not. Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't recommend it. But but hey, I got movie pass to work and give me a movie. So you know what? that hurts. <laughs> that really does hurt. <laughs> God. Sore subject for Blake. Yeah, two times going out there and having to drive back because it didn't work, and then the third time I just paid the money and saw the movie. <laughs> wow. I'm so yeah, glad so I. If, if you're listening, Movie Pass, boo, boo. Yeah, I'm so glad I dodged the Movie Pass bullet. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I would have gone gotten it same time Jason did, like when he was trying to talk me into it, I probably would have got my money's worth out of it by now. But 
Oh, I mean, when people are saying they dodge a bullet, like what? What do you? What would you be missing out on? I mean, I've got. I've probably seen like a thousand dollars worth of movies. I've paid for popcorn and snacks and drinks with it when I sure. wasn't supposed to. It's fantastic. Uh, they oh, could, you know, I could, I could go another two years without seeing one more movie and I'd still get my money's worth. So, but the thing but is, can, is, I kept putting it off, and by the time I finally got around to saying, yeah, maybe I'll do it, was when you know shit started to hit the fan with it. So, yeah, now yeah. doing it would be like, okay, I'm not going to get my money's worth. Yeah, that's right now. Yeah, they're they're trying their hardest to get me to quit, and I'm still holding on by a thread because if I see one movie a month, it will still be worth my money almost. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, like that's, I said, if I joined when Jason did, I probably it it would have been worth it. I would have made my money back by now. But by the time I was ready to pull the trigger, then it's when things started getting scary. So yeah, yeah. Well, I know, Adam, you told me that you didn't really watch much, but uh, I know that's not true because we've watched a few things together because we've yeah. been prepping for uh, Halloween Horror Nights this yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So we did. That's I know fair. you watched Poltergeist, the yes. original Poltergeist recently. Yes, I did. It was, a, it was a, um, a good throwback to a classic, like something that you can watch that still has that factor where it lives up to, um, it's still, it, it aged well, like, you can still watch it today. You can still fully enjoy it, and it doesn't look it doesn't look like overly like hokey and uh, and bizarre like so many other like great movies have like not haven't aged well. And uh, yeah, it still had like it still had all those great elements, and it just it really got me pumped with like a with there being like a, a poltergeist house this year at Halloween Horror Nights. So it kind of gets you like ready to go and. And pumped. Yeah, it's sort of our like tradition to once they start announcing the houses to go through and watch the movies again, uh, just so not only to get us excited for the event, but it just refamiliarize yourself with the event itself. And uh, I'm very curious to see how they turn Poltergeist into a haunted house. I'm guessing a lot of glowing TVs right, and yeah. uh, clowns. I'm that's sure. like that's like half the fun too. Is like watching the films and deciding like what elements could be pulled to create, you know, this immersive, like, crazy experience. Yeah, I hope a tree touches me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we've, uh, in a, in a real horror, I guess, we've been watching uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America. Oh, and that's yeah. not necessarily horror genre, but Jesus Christ, it's a scary look into America right now. I don't know. Have you guys watched any of that? No. What is it? Can't say that I have. Sasha Baron Cohen, who played Borat and yeah. uh, Bruno, he has a new show where he plays like five different characters, and he goes out just like Ali G, and he he puts himself in makeup so you can't recognize him, and he's like been uh, fucking pranking like famous politicians yeah. every week and making them look like <laughs> asshole. Like three, or I think there's already been like three three politicians had to resign because of their appearances on the show. Uh, <laughs> He got one to drop several end bombs. He got one to put a dildo in his mouth. He got one. To, oh my uh, god! Oh yeah, dude. It is. He is like ruining careers by. He, he's putting them on camera, and they think that it's for like a training video or for some kind of promotion. He, he last night he like ruined a, a food critic's uh, reputation by having him eat like prison food uh, and claim it was really good. It was. It's so good, but uh, it's it's really scary at times. Mm. 
so that's what like me and adam and uh nikki usually have like sunday nights we hang out and we pick like a, a weekly show that we watch and this has been the show we've been watching and it's like we're either like hysterically laughing or just dead silent because we can't believe what we're watching it's <laughs> unbelievable yeah it's it's a like every week it's a it's a real roller coaster because you don't know what you're in for and then a lot of those like interviews and instances you don't know whether to be just like depressed after you finish it or whether like you can laugh because like it's just it's so bizarre and off the wall yeah last night he gave uh he had he gave birth to a doll out of his asshole that was hilarious yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and he did this he did this only because like as his character he uh he felt bad for the pain that his wife had to go through like two month two months prior to her giving birth so he wanted to recreate that experience for her as an apology so he had this uh this like healer he was like walking him through what he wanted to do and the healer could only go so far before like he just had to like step away and yeah he finally threw in the towel when the when the baby's head got stuck in his asshole yeah yeah what the (laughs) i'll have to send you guys a link uh but if you're uh listening go watch who is america and uh you have to check it out it is so fucking weird man but it's so good what's it on it's on showtime oh okay it's like a half hour series he's uh, it made the press like probably a month or so ago, probably a little over a month, because uh, the first person that came out and said that they were duped was Sarah Palin. He got her pretty good. He got Dick Cheney to sign a waterboard. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, these people completely fall for it. It's unbelievable how gullible people will be in front of a camera. <laughs> but he, he, he pranks both sides of it, too. Um, he, he plays a, There's a character he plays that's like a super liberal that's like way left-wing that does ridiculous shit. Uh, he went after Bernie Sanders, and Bernie didn't fall for it. Bernie was not having it. Uh, but he, he, he goes for both sides. Mostly uh, goes after politicians, but it's it's really damn good. But uh, not necessarily horror, but like I said, it's it's more scary than uh, any story you can write because it's reality. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I guess that's that's what we watched this week. That's uh, I guess that would sum it up, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for that, Ted. appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, so we should probably get into the movie. Uh, again, we're doing commentary for um, Piranha. The, I don't, I hate calling it a remake, because um, it's not really a remake. Um, it was originally called Piranha 3D, but uh, they dropped the 3D since you can't really watch it anywhere in 3D. Um, but this is the... Uh, uh, Alexander Aja uh, film from uh, God, what year was it? 2010. So, and you can watch along at home. It's it is streaming on Netflix. So, uh, we have our copies queued up on black right before it starts fading into Dimension Films. Yep. So, um. So everybody at home, if you want to pause, get the movie ready, and then come back. Uh, We will start the movie here at the countdown from three. So three, two, one, play. So we got the good old Dimension Films logo going. Which is like nostalgic for, you know, so many horror movies of the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. 
I just think of Scream every time I see that logo. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I and then when I think of Scream, I think of you, Blake, because you're like. Aww. So every time I watch the movie, I, I get angry because I think of you. <laughs> yeah, most people would. Sorry. Sure. Uh, did I saw this movie in theaters? Did you? Everybody else sort of see? I don't remember. You probably I saw it with me. I just yeah, I saw it with you. Yeah. You snuck in. I think I don't know if I was old enough to see this. I mean, how did you guys? Did you guys have your old enough? Dude, old did? enough. It was 2010, Blake. Yeah. Oh, I, sure I never mind. You're talking about never mind. What movie are you watching, Blake? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were referring to Scream. Still, I apologize. Oh, okay. No, this is a uh, commentary <laughs> on Piranha, not Scream. <laughs> now, did this guy also do uh, The Hills Have Eyes? That uh, that Asia? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's done some really awesome shit. Yeah, I was going to ask what everybody's thoughts were on him, because he's a director, I think a lot of people, there's like two sides, but I've always enjoyed everything he's done, so. He, he's had a lot of, he had a huge hype machine behind him, and then sort of fell off. Yeah, he, he has high, a, did high tension, though, man. Yeah, I love that. High, was, I, I love high tension. Yeah. So here we got Richard Dreyfus. basically, he's not really reprising his role from... Jaws, because he's got a different name, but he's got the ha- he's got the same outfit. Yeah, he's got the same outfit. He's singing that song that they sing in the uh, in the boat. I'm tired and want to go to bed or yep. something like that. Uh huh. So, but his it does have he does have a different character name. So, I think I was sort of like bummed when I saw this for the first time, just because it's like I don't know, uh, not that. Uh, this is like a bad movie, but it, it, it's like, man, he was in Jaws and now he's doing this. But then again, it's like that's that's rad that he doesn't take himself so seriously. He'll do this, you know. Yeah. I'll take this over another stakeout. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Krippendorf's tribe. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. God. <laughs> So are we led to believe it's a beer bottle that causes the piranhas to... <laughs> <laughs> that, that causes the earthquake? Yeah. Alcohol leads to trouble, okay? It's true. See, again, it's not really a remake because, I mean, the background of the piranhas is different. In the original film, it was, it was a government experiment, and the piranhas got leaked into, like, the... Uh, the river um, from this secret government facility when these the the two people investigating it drained the pool and then here these are like prehistoric piranhas that get uprooted I can't remember if I actually saw this in 3D or not I'm having a hard time remembering too. I want to. I think I saw this in theaters, but I, I honestly don't remember. This is why Jason needs to be here so he can tell me if I saw it in the theater or not. Um, nom 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 nom. Kind of want to know what those fish have been eating this entire time up until now. Yeah. 
I believe they say they've been cannibalizing themselves. Oh. I remember my uh, aunt and uncle had piranhas in a tank, and it was like the coolest thing as a kid, like going over and watching them feed those things. Oh, man. It's probably where I started uh, going downhill in life. But <laughs> were, they, my, were, were they ravenous when they got fed? Were they pretty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they would. I mean, they would drop something in, and they would all just tear that shit up. Nice. And it was always like, okay. led to believe, don't stick your hand in because it'll look like that. You know, it was like, kids, don't ever put your hands in that fish tank. I think, I'm didn't... just, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just reminded of that part in The Last Dragon when that guy sticks in that, like, that sheep leg into that fucking tank and it just, like, rips it apart. <laughs> you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> If I remember right, I think KMB did the effects for this. And I'm usually a pretty big KMB fan, but I always kind of was bothered by that hand that pops out of the water. I think it looks a little too mechanical. Look at all the low self-esteem and daddy issues we got here. <laughs> <laughs> This is like my worst nightmare. I'd rather be with the piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Richard Dreyfus gets his uh, credit after he's already gone. <laughs> he probably got paid more than anybody in the film. Yeah, he, I think maybe he did. What did I? What did I read? He got paid. Um... $50,000 damn for just that one little scene. But the cool just thing about Richard Dreyfus is that he donated all he donated his uh his you know his earnings. Nice. To yeah. what? Uh I think it was St. Jude's. Good I was for hoping him. it wasn't a, I hope it wasn't a frat university or something. <laughs> <laughs> all the frat boys got some extra beer this summer. It's great. And feel free to download this movie because uh, Harvey Weinstein produced it, so it's okay. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna Those say how how auditions went for this one. Oh Jesus, we won't get into that. <laughs> Sorry. I think Elizabeth Shue is one of those one of those ladies that I feel gets better looking with age. Oh, definitely. She's very underrated. It's either that, or I'm extremely attracted to a woman in a uniform. So. <laughs> I'd say the my least favorite part of this movie so far is this music. <laughs> I think it's all the music. It's it's very bro. It's very yeah. Now yeah, you got me. That on. was nothing like my uh, average day in college. So yeah. Now I'm wondering what has happened to Aja. I was trying to think. Uh, his name has been. It's like it. It was almost like you would watch and see what next project he was doing. And let's see. I had his uh, IMDb page pulled up. Oh yeah, I just pulled it up too. Yeah, like high tension. Hills of Ice. Oh yeah, he did. He also did that remake of Mirrors with uh, Keith or Sullivan. Uh, poor guy. Yeah, but he did also did Horns. That I forgot about that movie. That movie's awesome. 
Yeah, is that the last thing he directed, maybe? No, because um, Horns was 2013. He's done a f- couple films since then that I've never even heard of. Ninth Light, Life of um, Louis Drax. And a short. Oh, and a short, yeah. And then there's like several things listed here that don't have any dates or pictures or anything. Yeah. Huh. Nice boobs. Yep. Why she have a trombone? Did I miss it? Yeah, maybe, because I don't know either. She just has a trombone. I don't think there's anything... Most kids bring a trombone to the beach. I wasn't really looking at her boobs. My eyes were on the trombone. That's that's a great horn. (laughs) My favorite of the the brass. Mm. (laughs) There's Paul Shear as the assistant guy there in the hat. And Paul Paul Shear from one of my favorite podcasts, How'd This Get Made? And probably could sort of be responsible for this show because I did because my first getting into podcasts was listening to how did this get made he also has a new one called unspooled where he uh, watches classic movies that he hasn't seen and sort of talks about them it's interesting yeah I just don't know I've, I've I haven't checked it out yet but it just didn't sound that interesting to me unless it's got manzukas on it no it doesn't yeah see I don't care then one thing I'd like to point out about this Jerry O'Connell guy, he establishes his douchiness, like, right from the get-go. And you know later on that his death is going to be so gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically um, portraying the guy who did the Girls Gone, the producer of the Girls Gone Wild videos. Yeah. And if yeah, you I'm sure his death will, I'm sure his death will be gratifying, too. Yeah, no shit. And I almost, uh, that, that did those Girls Gone Wild videos, I think he uh, said something about possibly suing them if yep. uh, mm-hmm. his character was going to be, yeah, kind of put in a bad light, I suppose, but, yeah. And, yeah, shit, he does that by himself. I was going to say, he'd have to, you know, yeah. he'd hate to have a bad reputation. Of course. And the producers, like, are like, no, Jerry O'Connell is not... He's not being you. He's he, it's kind of a parody of you. It's a satire of you. And then Jerry McCon- Jerry O'Connell would make the mistake of, during interviews, basically saying he was playing that guy, which just pissed the girls gone girls gone wild guy off even more. Well, it's sort of fitting because right before I watched this, I turned on uh, Stars and they ha- they were playing um, Stand by Me, so it was like. I got to see fat Jerry O'Connell, and now I get to see skinny Jerry O'Connell. And this movie has R- Richard Dreyfus at the beginning. That one has Richard Dreyfus at the end. True, yeah. Nice. He's got very was... eclectic tastes with you know, between Ramones and Lou Reed and Nirvana and... He's so indie, bro. He's so dark. 
I guess so. And every uh, college-age guy's got a dartboard. With no darts. He's got Radiohead behind him. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, man. But this technically, this isn't his dorm room. This is his home room. Yeah. yeah. Just, it just looks like a dorm room. <laughs> Oh, he almost got caught listening to Attack of the Killer podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't have, like, the book over his, you know, his junk, you know, trying to hide, you know, what might be arising. The old uh, book boner? The book boner. Using... You know, it's a very unique bookmark, you know. (laughs) I'm just keeping my place. Marcellus Wallace. Yep. And the voice of Arby's. I almost didn't didn't recognize him without the band-aid on his neck. I was... Marcellus Wallace has a band. Must have got a soul back from that briefcase. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize him without the gag ball in his mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys ever see the sequel to this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Double D, yeah. And like Vin Rames has got like robot legs in it. It's awesome. <laughs> they, uh, our family video got like for some reason, way too many copies, so they had them, like, $1.25 each on Blu-ray, like, the 3D Blu-rays, so yeah. I bought, like, almost all their copies, and many friends and family got it for uh, Christmas that year. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, Tad. Yep, yep. A piranha stocking stuffer? Yep. Piranha 3 Double D was directed by, um... Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Gulager. Clue? Yeah, well, that's his dad. Um, John. Oh, John okay. Gulager. And if you ever saw um, Feast, the Feast movies, those are John Gulager's films. And the original oh, Feast, cool. the original Feast was like the last season of um, Project Greenlight, so, which was an amazing, was amazing season. Um, when Project Greenlight was like, these people give these people money to make this this director to make this movie, and and it's just a whole documentary series just falling around this guy making making this particular movie, and this was like the first one. This was the first season where they did it with a studio, and um, oh, it's it was. I wish they would put those out on DVD because that that season with John Gulager directing Feast is freaking awesome. Because like there's just so many moments in there where he just doesn't know what he's doing and people are yelling at him and stuff and he's just losing control of his set constantly. And then you s- and then you see the final film and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Because it's very the editing style on it is very jarring and MTV-ish, but uh, but almost to the point where it feels like they're covering up the fact that they didn't get everything shot they were supposed to. And I always thought it had to do with like what happened during the season of the show. But then when I see Piranha 
double D and the editing style is the exact same way. I'm like, oh, this is actually by choice. This is his style. Hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, I love the Feast movies, and then he sort of started going downhill. He did Piranha 3 Double D, some TV movie, Zombie Night, and then he did a Children of the Corn movie this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't that. even know there was a new Children of the Corn movie this year. Yeah, there's there's one every year. You'll find one somewhere. Just ask John Sullivan. <laughs> but uh I liked Double D mostly for um the David Hasselhoff stuff. Yeah. It had Champ Kind in it too, didn't it? Yep. Uh, David Coach Kochner? Yeah, yeah. David Kochner, yeah. It really seemed like that guy that just did like that gainer off the top of that cliff. That was just like uh, that was that was like a throwaway kill. There was like really no payoff. There was no significance to it. We already know yeah. that you know it just it didn't seem like it was necessary. But stay by the water. And they could have just not had these two extra siblings in the movie. She just seems like a single parent anyway. I forgot Adam Scott was in this, too. Yeah, I did, too, until I was doing some IMDb research earlier. He was, like, on the rise of his career at this point, and some of these people are on the downside of it, but uh, <laughs> I like him, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan, absolutely. Do you see his, it's a, um, it got canceled already, but did you see his new series, uh, Ghosted? No, I know that, like... got canceled, didn't it? Yeah, yeah they, they got a new showrunner, like, halfway through the season and changed up the whole format, and it still got canceled. It's a bummer. I really liked it. I thought it was funny, and and it had, like, a cool X-Files, you know, theme to it. You know, working for this um, part you know, bureau for, uh, section of the government that handles ghosts and aliens and stuff like that, but... I thought it was really funny, and it was a bummer it got canceled. But the whole the whole season is on Hulu, so I have to check yeah. that out. It's almost like anything on Fox, you know, is going to end up getting canceled, right? Right, regardless of quality. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty heartbroken when they canceled Last Man on Earth. Oh fuck yeah! Especially where they ended it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And Brooklyn Nine Nine was pissed when they canceled that, but at least that got picked up by uh, NBC, was it? Yeah, I think it was NBC that took it. Yeah, they need all the help they can get. <laughs> yeah, they're sort they're of out there. They're bringing that back, and they want to. You're talking about bringing like the Office back and stuff. Yeah. Just they're pretty desperate right now. 
surprises me they could draw such a big crowd with just two girls when there's like hundreds of them around. Yeah. They're all there for Paul Shear. (laughs) (laughs) Ease is not actually a word, but... He's here to creep. <laughs> do you remember when uh, Shia LaBeouf had that art exhibit where you could come and do like anything to him? Yeah. Did anybody he, like, show up? up? <laughs> oh yeah, a ton of people did. He he got like molested and shit. Like he, Gross. he like you could go to this warehouse and line up, and you got like like a little bit of private time with him, and he would just sit in a chair, and you could do whatever you wanted to him. Well. uh... Jerry O'Connell did like a he rented out the building right next door and did something similar just to make fun of him. <laughs> and uh, you could like come in and just talk with him. And it, it, I don't I don't remember what it was, but it just sort of like trolling Shia LaBeouf and uh, really pissed him off. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was like Jerry O'Connell. You guys remember Tomcats? That was a pretty funny movie. Yeah, Tomcats. I, I dug it. I was a fan. I was a fan of the Sliders show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I like Sliders, like the little hamburgers that are mini. Those are good. They are delicious. Well, wasn't that what the show was about? I don't know. They all worked in a at a white <laughs> castle. Bro, that's Jake Forster. Can you believe it? He's going on the titty boat. (laughs) (laughs) While there are just hundreds of titties around us. Where are we going to find titties, guys? (laughs) Fucking Jake Forrester, that asshole. Notice that all the dancing's like in the hips. It's like all side to side. Nobody's actually like really dancing. I'm sure there's no music actually playing there either way. (laughs) Be an awkward shoot. You mean Piranha's not a musical? <laughs> I would love to see a Piranha musical. Oh, stupid fucking kid. I'm sorry, That's that'd be the last thing that I would want a child of that age to do on a lake that damn big. And like I'm I said, not even... they, sh- they shouldn't be in the movie. Just delete them. She just said, uh, I should have brought my trombone. So I sort of want her to die. <laughs> well, I mean, she could use it as a breathing apparatus if she just keeps the bell above the water. Hey, I didn't think about that. I, would that work, Adam? Do you think so? Uh, maybe. Like a snorkel? Possibly. And she could play something. Because there's no music actually playing. <laughs> Thank you. 
He should check IDs there. Uh, Mystique is going to be so mad at him. <laughs> of course, our young hero is oblivious to the fact that the really horny chick wants him and the real wholesome chick wants him. He's wearing layers on a boat. He's got, like, a shirt on a shirt. Oh. And I don't know why they made uh, Paul Shear look like Ugg from Camp Anawana, but... I bet that was way cooler in 3D. <laughs> Are these girls about to go wild? <laughs> is this the under is this the underwater dance sequence? Which I think so. What's wild is how long they can hold their breath because yeah. it takes like what 10, 15 minutes or something. It's like, I was watching and I was like, there's no way they could hold their breath that long. Now we know why Blake's watching this in 1080p. <laughs> oh yes, the quality from my computer screen is amazing. <laughs> I like how they just go all out with the music and everything. Yeah, <laughs> That's what, I was just going to say this makes it artsy. Quotation fingers. Why didn't this at least get a Grammy nom? <laughs> Best original song? No, this is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Best choreography. Because they're going so wild right now. This is... They're not really naked if they're wearing flippers. Everyone's fetish. Did you say I would only fuck fish? Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I've got subtitles on. Don't you worry. I'm not missing a thing. <laughs> Goddess aquatic bitches. Yes. They have to be aquatic because they would have ran out of air by now. They should be dead. Oh man, my foot phone's ringing. What is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think Iron Man has one in Infinity War. He like literally has a foot phone. Well, it's because Captain, you know, he's old school, so that's what he gave him to after Civil War. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, so that's how they're breathing. They're breathing into each other's lungs. Well, oh, that, kissing. Exactly. Yeah, that works. That's how it's... Okay. They're sucking air in through their assholes and putting it into yes. other girls' mouths. Jesus. Mouth, <laughs> mouth the ass resuscitation? Right, right. <laughs> Put your ass on the glass. <laughs> I'm just watching porn again. <laughs> the kids the kids are fine. They're here too. I'm listening to the podcast again, Mom. <laughs> the Aquatic Bitches podcast. <laughs> Dude. Kelly is gone. Just go back and watch the girl swim under the boat. Where's Kelly, guys? Probably with Jesse Spano and Lisa Turtle. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Work with me. Damn. Did he really need to get onto that thing to survive? Like, he could swim just fine. Like, <laughs> well, this is the first time he's taken off his shirt and, you know... He's a newbie. Yeah, never nude. <laughs> he had to peel off his six layers of clothing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Took off my shirt for you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was amazed by how much nudity they got away with for a uh, uh, rated R movie. Well, the MPAA, apparently, I read, just they didn't have to make any cuts at all, which is really shocking. Yeah, wow. yeah between the nudity and the gore, it's crazy. Maybe they, uh, since it had that music, it was considered, like like you guys <laughs> said, art- artsy. It's like, not sexual, it's artsy. Come on in, the water's fine. <laughs> if you only had your trombone, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you could make louder louder noises. When they smoke on the water. We're over <laughs> here playing hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to lift, she wants you to come and sit, listen to her concert. <laughs> Get your ass on this island. Practice all fucking week. Piranha Vision or Piranha Cam, whatever you want to call it. That water's nice and clean. You can tell, you know, the broken beer bottle. Yeah.
are. Those are his uh, fish glasses. See, sadly enough, I was just going to mention, I had like literally that same pair when I was in second grade. <laughs> True story. I, I have those glasses. Well, not those particular ones on his face, but you get the idea. And you still ended up with a girlfriend, so. <laughs> yeah. Glasses do wonders. Now the uh, laws of breathing underwater, you know, matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're naked, it doesn't, like, you know, you, it's like the laws don't pertain to you. Something to do with your pores, I expo- I suppose. you. Yeah, maybe, like, they have gills, you know, some kind of gills in their... Aquatic bitches, aquatic bitch gills. There you go. what she said wait that is what she said oh yeah this is very similar in uh story wise to the meg oh yeah yeah oh yeah because it is like a prehistoric shark or whatever right yeah i'm not too proud to admit that uh i did not get the name of the movie until i was actually watching it and they explained like megalodon i'm like oh yeah i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) oh That is funny. I was like, "Why? Why is it? Why are they calling the shark Meg? I don't know." Sadly, this is like way more realistic, believable, and so much better than the Meg. Man, I was looking forward to seeing the Meg. I was well, going to use my movie pass. It's a bad it's a bad sign when like the star and the director both come out the week before the movie and say like this movie's nothing what like what we ended up filming uh, the final product is not what we thought it was going to be. It's like that's a really bad sign. Yeah, that's not good. They they ended up having to cut all the gore and violence pretty much. It's there's like almost nothing shown on screen. What? Yeah. Like- Kind well, of the did, overall reason to see the movie in the first place. Yeah, they, right. they, they took that all out. The, they didn't finish the CGI either, so it's not like they could ever put those scenes back in. So yeah. it's kind of a waste. It's really disheartening, though, considering the buildup and from what the actors understood it, the movie was supposed to be, but didn't. But bummer. That's a shame. Who was it? The MPAA that didn't want no, the no. The studio ended up editing it out so they could get a PG-13. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm really getting tired of that with, with all these kind of movies where they have to just rely on PG-13 like it's going to save their film. Right, right. It's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it because you've got most of these people that are seeing these to begin with. It's not like they're 16, 15-year-old kids. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like adults have a lot more power... And they need to allow them to see 
full, you know, versions of a film that's supposed to be, but well, I don't I'll, know. It's, it's, uh, well, I'll, I'll argue the other side of that. I do believe it's like, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-olds that are seeing these movies. But you know what? They're, even though it's rated R, I guarantee they're still getting in to see them. So, yeah, yeah, they're going to see them anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. You could just have your parents take you to them. It's not that difficult. So why not make it so everyone can enjoy it? And boom, if your parents are having to take them, boom, that's extra movie tickets right there. Exactly. Or just do what I did and sneak into them. (laughs) We're We're not exactly talking about John Wayne Gacy here. We're talking about a goddamn shark. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, there, I think there should be exceptions to certain stuff. It's, it's just funny how the R rating makes studios nervous. Yeah, it just I figured that would have died a long time ago, but apparently yeah. not. It's it's it feels it's like it's worse. It feels like it's worse today than it was back, back back in the day. Because oh, agreed. I really don't feel like the MPAA has any you know any power really anymore. It's the studios that are censoring hey, the stuff, moment. not the not the MPAA. But but it's just crazy because there was a time, like Jaws, for example, that movie was rated PG, and there's nudity in it and gore. Yeah. Yeah, you look at. Films like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you really look at it, there's hardly any blood in either one of them, and yet they're rated R. Yeah, exactly. So it's the rating should be kind of more for the actual content of the film and not whether or not, you know, it's got gore or whatever in it. Plus, in terms of making money, I remember when, like, you know, the parental advisory sticker, you know, made albums sell more. Yep. You know, in terms yeah. of revenue, get, get, you know, I think you're going to be making more money by, you know, kind of dangling the forbidden fruit, so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's always the case. Yeah, the parental advisory, you know. Anytime there's a controversy about something, people are going to come out of the woodworks for it. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I know I at, w- like Deadpool. Like, you know, that was the first sort of R-rated, hard, uh, super over-the-top superhero, like mainstream superhero movie, and it, you know, did huge numbers, and people want more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the manipulating, you know, mm-hmm. jerk off that no means no. Listen to the guy with the sunscreen. Come on. <laughs> Listen to Ugg. I think I'll take advice from Ugg better than the guy in the, you know, the red Speedos. Yeah. 
Although we, what he is offering is kind of enticing. <laughs> Again, I, I'm a Paul Shear fan. I also loved him on the league. Like, I miss that show a lot too, but... Uh, it's bugging the hell out of me that he keeps putting the camera eyepiece up to the wrong eye. He's not a filmmaker, okay? Apparently not. <laughs> it could be the character, actually. See? Look at that. He's... Ah, it's driving me crazy. Come on! I just got beat. I just got beat these. I just got these three shirts back on. <laughs> it's gonna take. It's gonna take me forever to get these back off. I don't know if I want to drink anything out of anybody's belly button, dude. It's like yeah, no. not sanitary. Yeah. Well, that and they all were just in the in the lake water too. I don't like lint in my drinks so much, you know. <laughs> it's stuck in the teeth. <laughs> is this salt? Co- is this kosher salt? <laughs> <laughs> He's got feelings for her. Oh, Three- she ain't having that. Three D puke. Ah, uh, it's marshmallow. Yeah, gross. Great Scott. <laughs> I I love it. I I swear to god I think he's like kind of like channeling a little bit of Dr. Emmett Brown for this role. Oh, oh yeah. I'm I'm assuming this is just a sequel to Back to the Future Part 3 and Marty is, you know, out of work so she had to get a job <laughs> as a sheriff. <laughs> oh yeah, cuz she yeah, she played yep. the girlfriend in 2 and 3. Yeah. When this fish hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. (laughs) Marty. No, this sucker is aquatic. How old is he now? God, I don't know. Gotta be about gotta be about eighty. Yeah. I feel like he was like eighty in Back to the Future, man. Well, you know, they always made him look older. Yeah, they dyed his hair in that movie. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, probably not much. There's still a lot of gray in his hair back then, but like it wasn't yeah. Pure white. It wasn't stark white. Yeah. He just happens to have that fossil just laying around just in case. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting, dude. He probably saw it, went to the future, saw this was going to happen, came back, got the fossil. He knew it. He went back in time, got the fossil. Where is Marty? Maybe he got eaten by piranhas because somebody called him chicken and he cliffed. Jesus. Yeah. Him and Needles went out fishing. And, <laughs>
I always remember him being pervy as Professor Plum too in Clue. Oh yeah, I love Clue. Everybody, I, every, I, I'm big fans of everybody that's in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Madeline Kahn. Um, Michael Aren't McKean. they remaking that film? Eileen Brennan, Michael McKean, yeah. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Tim, Tim Curry. And Colleen Camp, as I mentioned in Death Game. Oh, yeah. She played Yvette. The dagger will go further into her back. <laughs> He's I'll got go. that sh- the shaky yes talk, you know. Gonna make a time to start. Fun fact: this gal is Gianna Michaels, a porn star, but I only know that because of my research. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> and what's your favorite film of hers? Um. Uh, there's, there's just so many. Uh, uh, I can't narrow it down to one. That's true. Uh, God, this soundtrack is the absolute worst. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's horrible. Because I, th- I find this funny. He's going to have to edit this pretty well because he just shot a topless chick and now he's shooting children <laughs> <laughs> on the same tape. <laughs> now, you were supposed to be watching them, Jake. <laughs> Uh, he's coked up, and he's a dick. I'm watching it with subtitles, and some of the words are wrong, and they're hilarious. <laughs> About to be bloody boobs. She does have a, you know, flotation device, so. <laughs> they're there. More than one. Oh, yeah. Good they've, been out the, they've been out the whole time, and now you cover them up? I think it would have been better if that stuff on his nose wasn't actually sunscreen. It was actually coke the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he was That's going full shit ton of coke. Just just yeah. to reserve a just to re- reserve supply. That's right. Just full scar face. Just out out. <laughs> and open. Extreme. Extreme double D's. (laughs) 
hey, her boobs are still good. We're good. <laughs> she's, not, she's not really dead, so technically those are still good boobs, right? Yep. They're, they're still fresh. <laughs> yeah, you there. Oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, this is like the role made for him. <laughs> that guy wearing a diaper? Why, because he gets eaten? No, because uh, it's the ultimate douchebag idiot. <laughs> yeah, this is where he learned how to write. Yeah, wet. <laughs> a wet diaper contest? <laughs> this is my favorite thing Eli Roth has done because yeah. <laughs> he didn't write it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, Inglorious Bastards. He played the... Uh, oh, yeah, he yeah. was good in that. The bear, the bear Jew, I believe. Bear Jew, yep. He has range, you guys. Show me those Danny DeVitos. What the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I love it. I mean, what possible... Even if he was talking about a character, what possible character could he even be uh, referring to? Twins? Yeah, oh. that's gotta be it. Or Louie from Taxi? <laughs> Show me those, um, like, like wrongly shaped, uh, one's really tiny and one very large Danny DeVito twins. Show me your Arnold and Danny DeVito. Maybe it's... We're talking about suit. Maybe it's Batman Returns that they're referencing. Show me them penguins. Yep. Yeah, penguins. Although him and Rhea Perlman are the same size. <laughs> yeah. There will be free Arby's if you get off. <laughs> I got a new sandwich coming out. I, I want you to follow me. We have the meats. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. In an orderly, in an orderly fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Just please talk like that the whole time. <laughs> We're jumping in the water. <laughs> oh. I just pressed this fucking shirt. Stick <laughs> your kids in your fucking bullshit. <laughs> Can't even be mad, dude. You were supposed to watch those kids. I know. He's a horrible babysitter and a brother. Be practicing your fucking trombone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To me, this this boat seems unbelievable. Who would have a glass like? Did, did they even make those? I mean, I'm not a boat guy, so I don't know. I don't know. I I hate water, so. 
it's it seems just yeah. I will touch your cheek to show you that I care. No shit, Sherlock. Just send the kids down there to get that thing off. Come on. And I've got lots of coke on my nose. <laughs> No, I thought we might jump off since we just got back on. Oh, shit. Uh, he's finally taking a stand. Maybe you should take your overshirt off. Jerry O'Connell's Winnie the Pooh in it with a shirt and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he bother. Care or, oh, bother. Or... Or is it Porky Pig? I don't think he has any pants either. Donald Duck? This depends on which uh, pantless cartoon you associate with. He knows about mutants firsthand. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh man. Don't touch what my a, things. What a <laughs> jerk. Is that the well, Is that one of the girls' pubes caught up in the in Oh, pipeline? come on. Um, oh, wow. We don't have to listen to you. We're drunk. It's stupid. Our parents paid for everything. <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what I, find, I find funny this is like uh, none of these inner tubes ever like deflate. Like after all this feeding frenzy and they're biting at them, none of the inner tubes deflate, you know? They bought those from Dick's Sporting Goods, so they're good quality. I guess so. Piranha resistant. Oh, she's going to feel this. All those bodies in the water, and they go straight for the butt. It's the meatiest part, I suppose. Yeah. Grab my drink. <laughs> Don't spill it. Num, <laughs> <laughs> num. She tried to tell you guys. Yeah. I yeah. told you, motherfuckers. Now look what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no more roast beef for you. Now you're gonna be the fucking sandwich. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I really hope Ben Grames doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> Think I'm going to help your ass up on this boat? <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> Uh. Those tubes never work. I will say this, all, all joking aside, I think some of the kills in this that are coming up are pretty pretty damn good, actually. Oh, yeah, there's some oh, really yeah. cool stuff. You know, once the mayhem starts, this movie just rocks. Again, came. K and B did the effects, so. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, and hard, and to, beat, hard to beat those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they make the it even make the underwater stuff look really good too. Yeah. Oh yes, I love this. Uh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> this is. I instantly sh- thought of Ghost Ship. They're yeah. A ghost Ship with the wire, and it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's the best part of that movie, that opening scene. It's the only part of the movie I think I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, I really kind of like. Yeah. Uh, ghost Ship, excuse me. So he grabs grabs a uh, pistol grip pump shotgun with, you know, the spread pattern on that is going to do more damage than it is going to do good. Just my opinion. You know, you end up shooting people. Yeah, you're right, man. I don't know what you're talking about, but... <laughs> oh, the- yeah, this, it, this, there's a wider spread pattern. See, he would have hit that guy. You know, that's just how shotguns work. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to electrocute him. I'm, gonna sure ta- how- I'm sorry, See, go ahead. I was going to say, you're going to tase one fish at a time. Yeah, but I'm not sure they know how electricity and water works. You know, wouldn't that transfer to other people or just the... You're sure it's not going to help him? My God. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, i guess getting a little too technical, I guess. Yeah, I know a lot more about guns now. Thank you. Well, there's Todd. He's got to be an asshole. Fucking Todd. Todds are usually assholes. It seems like. I I was just gonna. I was just thinking that. Like Todd from Beavis and Butthead. That guy was always a dick. Ah, Todd was a dick. He was stupid. <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead were were geniuses. <laughs> I 
I'm Todd. Get out of my way. Listen to my Toddcast. <laughs> Todd Todd, oh, There's a sale on Abercrombie and Fitch right now. i got to get through here. His bro name is Toddzilla. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this this is great. I love this. Oh yeah, <laughs> awesome, dude. That's beautiful. <laughs> Freaking face <laughs> off. That's probably stellar. my favorite shot in this film. I forgot about that one. My favorite's still coming. I I, I agree. Uh, my my favorite one is it has yet to be seen. Although that one was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. And everyone's having boat problems right now. It's just a mess. Yeah, stop enticing the fish. <laughs> right into the rocks. Uh, he spilled the chip bowl. God damn it. Now the party's over with. You can't party without Tostitos. Kids were better off on that damn island. Yeah, no shit. Pushes her away like a true gentleman. Eating away? Oh, man. This is unique. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That is impressive. Swam up through a pooper, maybe. Whatever whatever trips your imagination there, buddy. I had to get into her through her esophagus somehow. Yeah. Or chewed her way through her stomach. No, we're not okay, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sorry, I was napping. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me what to do, Jake. (laughs) You're not my dad. You're not my boyfriend. What is, it, what is it with men in this movie when they need help? They just, they, like, Insult really demean... People. Yeah, they demean the women that are just actually risking their lives to help them. <laughs> Give me that paddle, you dumb cunt. Jesus. <laughs> that kid is just <laughs> like, I am, I'm over this. <laughs> it's acting right there, man. Yeah, that kid, that kid sold it. I wonder if is she swatting the piranhas away from his penis at the moment? <coughs> she is beating him off. Boom, Jing. <laughs> oh, 
That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, remember your not so called girlfriend is still there. You might want to get her. He's more worried about the guy with no penis right now, which is beyond me. <laughs> well, at this point, the girl and him are technically the same. Only yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the other girl just calmly walks yeah. away. <laughs> she just, that? Yeah. Oh, oh, to get the sheet. When but you she, get a sheet, you have to walk slowly, apparently. I will no longer be abused. She was just so chill about it when she went to go get it. Like, ah, da, da, da. There it is. There it is. Is that I her think favorite thing? I, I think they're being a little bit too generous tor to, towards him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends on how big that piranha was. That's yeah. above the national average, probably. Oh, look at that meaty goodness. Jeez. Uh, awesome. Uh, bro. JSO. out. Yeah, there he is. Come on, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, <Tim. laughs> Move it. God damn. This, this is, is it here, yeah, yeah. That's Perfect. my favorite. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving it. There's Greg and Nicotero right there carrying the half a guy. Yeah. Oh shit. Ooh, yeah. Oh wow. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. You have a revolver, dude. Well, this actually is a way better idea. Yes. <laughs> Motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what happens when you mess with the Lake Victoria Sheriff Department? <laughs> 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 Tired of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Are they swimming into the blade? Yeah, they're stupid. <laughs> he just smells like roast beef, so they're after him. <laughs> they love curly fries. I love curly fries. I'm pretty hungry right now. Yeah. I haven't even I, eaten yet today. I can go for some curly fries. <laughs> and our beef does have curly fries, too. You know. I'm looking at all this meat, and I'm getting yeah. hungry. Yeah, I was just going to say, all this carnage. Flesh <laughs> hanging off of limbs. Bones exposed. And you guys are getting all hungry. Meat no is meat, man. No one's going to hear anybody talking for 20 minutes when everybody goes out to get Arby's and comes back. <laughs> <laughs> It's a burning boat. You're not doing your homework, are you? <laughs> are you beating off in front of your computer again? <laughs> <laughs> I've cleaned that screen three times with Windex. It does not come off that easily. Yes. 
It didn't come out of your pixie shirt either. <laughs> were, was it, were they trying to do the Jaws shot at that moment? I don't know. Probably. It, they didn't really pull it off too well. I see that they got the keg next to the boat. They forgot to take the keg. Oh, man. Turn back. We got to get the booze. They're probably out of champagne and tequila on this boat by now, so. Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> How the fuck should I know? Not my kid. <laughs> You're on your own here, lady. <laughs> Where are his glasses, yeah. by the way? This is where it almost becomes like a little too Indiana Jones for me. With doing the... some cliffhanger stuff coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very Stallone. I want a Piranha movie with Stallone. Do you do a good Stallone impersonation? <laughs> I thought you were. No pun intended. Fishing for somebody to do it. So yeah, that was a, that was a fish right there. Oh, because uh, no one did anything, and I was like, uh oh. Ab <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh. What do you want from me, Adrian? <laughs> uh, we got a guy without a dick. No. Yeah, do you want to see him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let's oh, go down here, guys. What? It's so good to see you. What you doing? Is grabbing her arm going to do anything, though? Why not just smash it open? Like, go the other way. Why not sacrifice one of the extra the kids they got? This water's so cold! <laughs> it's getting higher. I just wanted to tan. <laughs> just don't turn the sink on, you know. It might water fill might fill up faster. <laughs> Nice going. You know, if I save her, how much I'm going to get laid? Come on, Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's almost a guarantee. I was... Just flipping through Adam Scott's IMDb. 
Um, trying to remember everything he's in. Did you guys ever see that Little Evil, that Netflix movie he did? I have not. Yes, I have. No, I, I have not. It's pretty good. It's fun. It's pretty funny. But I forgot about this. If you guys haven't seen it, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special. <laughs> I think it's the Netflix original, wasn't it? Yeah. It's fucking hilarious, guys. I'm not kidding. It was like... it was. It's uh, written by um, Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang, so it's it's got that comedy sensibility. Why did they all have to go at once? I think the first film I saw Adam Scott in was Hellraiser Bloodline, because he had long hair. Holy shit, he was in that? Yes, I, he was. I should have kept scrolling. Oh, I was waiting I, for you ooh. to say it, and I was like, well, I'm going to say it then. <laughs> I kind of, I do agree with Tad on this one. Why do they have to go all at once? To make the rope go lower towards the very carnivorous fish that you've been trying to avoid. And she was actually a pretty nice individual, too. Yeah. Too bad. Those are some nice boobs. Just well, I, out of all the people that die, I guess she was the one to go, so... You yeah, but I bet the kids, the, of course. I was, I, but the kids are the tastiest. I mean, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, usually they're always worth more points. You know, like in like a death race. And, you know, good gosh, all three at the same time. It's ridiculous. Fat Uh-oh. asses. They're they're breaking their butt. They're breaking the. Yeah. No, Talk about no. a. I don't make them like fault. they used to. I was going to say, a very faulty boat, you know? All done for tension, though. I would have loved to see Christopher Lloyd with them this entire time, just to have him, his his commentary through all this. Yeah. He was really wasted in this film. I'm just like, I understand that, you know, just... A little bit of him is really all you need because he's such a good actor. But come on, just let him let him go for the ride. He has a much bigger role in the second one. My God, he's still alive. Well, at least he was probably still high on coke, so it probably that probably killed a little bit of the pain. That was good timing for coke. I don't know how much coke you're going to need to kill the pain of you know losing your schlong and well losing your legs, but Now it's time. Come on now. I hope Jake goes down and asks her to cook him something. I was, was going to say, <laughs> is she gonna, I was, I was going to say, it's like a perfect time for a grilled cheese, man. She's got that flat iron. Do you ever listen to the Ramones? I really <laughs> like that band. 
before before they went corporate. I liked them when they were underground. <laughs> I wish he was still wearing his uh, overshirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's he's in still, his contract. He's he still keep wearing a T-shirt to go. Like he couldn't take it off to go swimming. Yeah. It's not like he's in bad shape or anything. Like I don't. I guess that's part of the character is that he's like the shy guy, but he's wholesome. The wholesome guy with the bad haircut won't show his nips in the movie. Yeah. Yes. I, I guess Adam Scott still has his button-up shirt on, so. I'm pretty sure no one's no one's here like to see a, the dudes in this movie. <laughs> but he's like a he's like a he's like a scientist guy at least you know like at least he's not you know I don't know a love interest I don't know. He did lose his glasses though. That's yeah. true. They were a nice pair of glasses too. When, they lo- when you lose the glasses, shit gets real. Hank Hill is going to be so pissed you're wasting that protein. Propane. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> Damn it, Jake! <laughs> she knows how swimming works, you fucking idiot. I need you to hold your breath, and we're gonna go underwater. You'll put That's one right. arm in front of one, in front of the <laughs> other, and kick with your legs. We're gonna meet up with Thing Rames after a while and get some Arby's. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I want you to put one hand on my crotch and the other hand on my mouth. Yeah, okay, that's good start. This is a good start. This is, this is this perfect is. timing to get this done. Yeah. Because time isn't, you know, an issue. They took their sweet time munching on that half a corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, like, you know, went through the other ones, like, you know, you're, like, shredding a head of cabbage, you know, just done. Of course, engine trouble. <clears throat> Fucking Catalina wine mixer. The Catalina <laughs> wine mixer. Pow! <laughs> The flares work underwater? I don't know. I think they I should. Know. For this movie to work, they do. Aha! Killed about 20 fish. About it, maybe. <laughs> Time for a fish fry, motherfucker. Get like Victoria PD out here to break this <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these teenagers, I want to fish.
Oh shit, he get bit a little bit? I think that's um Oh, Jerry I don't know, maybe. Blood. I think that's Jerry O'Connell still. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh. Yeah, but it's dick all over blood. his arm too though. Yeah. It's all dick blood. Okay. <laughs> it's dick blood. I mean he did he... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for pointing out the obvious, Jesus. <laughs> You're all dead. There's still a crap load of them over there by the uh, the island, right? It's not like they're all dead. Yeah. yeah. At the marina or wherever that's... Yeah. Oh, there he is. It affected the space-time continuum. <laughs> So you can't fuck these fish. <laughs> the babies. That's so cute. Oh, Adam Scott. Ah. Duck. <laughs> Yay. Yay! I forgot how how sudden that ended. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember. I didn't remember yeah. that either. It feels like a really short movie. I don't know, but I'm thinking Arby's. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a full hour and a half. It's only an hour twenty two. Well, that's where we're at right now, anyway. An hour twenty two. Could be ten minutes of credits. They gave Richard Dreyfus a, a character's name, Matt Boyd. Yeah. But it's but it's a fun short movie, you know. It's oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Drunk, dumb jock. Drunk, laughing jock. Fat frat boy. Girl cut in half. Derek stunt double. <laughs> Wakeboarder stunt. I will I will say this. I mean, probably after after we're finished, your fellas, I really have to watch that uh, Never Camp Alone now. Cool, cool. You have to let I'm, me know what you think. I'm I'm looking very forward to that. Oh, before we uh, cut out, today's Adam's birthday, so happy birthday, Adam! Happy oh, birthday! birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I, I, I invited you. him to sit through a podcast for his birthday because he's <laughs> much better. Well, that's cool. Thanks for joining us on your birthday, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's sort of like a tradition because I was on for my birthday. Jason was on for his birthday. Yeah. He wouldn't be on for his girlfriend's birthday, though. Nope. <laughs> That's all right. Fuck all you guys for my birthday. I'm not doing this shit on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving is what that is. Hell yeah. yeah. I totally should have you record a promo for the show doing the Ving Rhames voice. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, the thing is, I don't think I sound that much like him, but oh, it's pretty darn good. It's just funny, yeah. though. It's, it's awesome. enough. You have the meats. Your <laughs> 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 ass, ass goes down in the fourth. <laughs> I, I'm so glad we got you, you got your movie downloaded and working so that you could be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I am too. I I had a ball. This was this was this was a good time, man. I 
and I hope to be on again sometime soon. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's a lot of boat captains and deckhands. Tequila Pete Fisher. Where's the skipper? I hope they list all the amazing songs. <laughs> yeah, that the 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 orchestral uh, aquatic bitches theme. Yeah. <laughs> You guys ever seen? I think it's. I think it's finally coming to Blu-ray. You guys ever seen um, Pir- Piranha Two: The Spawning? Mm, I don't I think have I have. VHS. No. Nice. I have the VHS, and I have yet to watch it. But I believe that's a James Cameron directed film. Yeah, James Cameron's first directed film. Yes. Nice. I yeah. have the uh, original Piranha on Blu-ray, signed by Roger Corman. Oh wow! Oh, cool. Awesome. I didn't that get to meet him, but I won it in a contest, so... Oh, that's, that's still cool. awesome, though, yeah. Yeah. You ever read his book? No, How I want to. I've always wanted to, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good read. It's uh, How I Made 100 Movies in Hollywood and Never Lost a Dime. Uh, I think, but it was it was written in 1990, so, I mean, it's a little dated, but yeah. it's, still, it's still a very good read. Yeah, it's... Talks all- about- I think the only movie that he made that ever lost money was, um, uh, oh shoot, uh, The Intruder, was it The Intruder? No, what is the name of that? Oh, with William Shatner, dang it. I don't know. (laughs) What what were you going to say about the book? I'm going to look this up while you... Uh, it it just talks about, you know, uh, working with, you know, Shelley Winters and, uh, you know, uh, giving, you know, like you guys like Joe Dante and, and stuff like that. And he gave those guys their start. And Scorsese did Boxcar yep. Bertha with, and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's, 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 he was just a very giving guy. You know, that's why, that's why he's held in such high regard by like all these people who are, went on to these great careers. And uh, he just, he, he would give everybody a, you know, a chance, it seemed like, you know, if, if you wanted to make something on the cheap and, and quick, you know, Francis Ford Coppola doing Dementia 13 yeah. and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's, it's very interesting. It's very, it's very good read. I would I recommend that. And I recommend anybody to read Chainsaw Confidential by Gunnar Hansen, which is a great book. I've, I've got that book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So yeah, I'll definitely have to sit down and finally read it. Yeah, d- dig into that. I mean, just Gunner Gunner tells you know a great story about how they made Texas Chain and how hard it was to make. Cool. And, oh, skull. Uh, so yeah, so that's the uh, that's Piranha, Piranha Three D, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. I um, real quick. Yeah, it's called The Intruder from 1962, starring William Shatner. Uh, Directed by Roger Corman, and yeah, it's the only movie of his that that uh, lost money, um, and it's also probably his most like non exploitation film. I guess you could say it's not it's not a genre film. It's it's actually about it's about racism in the South. So very interesting film, very uh, a passion project for Corman, and it's 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 weird. The most probably the most. Um, I don't want to say artistic. I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but uh, most normal film, I guess, he's ever done. The most, I don't know, but uh, yeah, and it was the one that lost money, but 
it's definitely considered in high regards nowadays. So, anyway, yeah. So that's it. That's this uh, episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Uh, I want to thank um, <laughs> the, the um, Ted Good Entourage for joining us on this uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Yay! Thank you guys for coming. It's, yeah, uh, it's really a lot appreciate of fun. it. Yeah, I had a blast, man. Thanks, guys. Cool, cool. And uh, out there, everybody listening, I want to thank you for listening and hope you had a good time with our commentary. Um, sync it up, watch it with the movie, you know, pop some popcorn. But uh, thank, Thanks for coming, Ving Rames. Yeah. <laughs> Special guest, uh, Ving Rames. I'll come back real soon. <laughs> I'll bring the meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that's it for this episode of Attack a Killer Podcast, and we will see you on the next one. We'll see you. Goodbye. Oh, no, could this be the end of? Attack of the Killer.